You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by my bookie. Double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code GATERS to activate the offer. Bet, win, get paid at mybookie. Gators Breakdown. The Gators Fan Podcast. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC. On this episode of Gators Breakdown is a, is a preview of the Kentucky Wildcats, and joining me for that will be Kevin McGuffey of Last Word on Sports, Last Word on College Football, and after that, I'll break down the game how I see it playing out. Before we get there, remember you can find Gators Breakdown on news4jacks.com slash Breakdown. There you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes, as well as articles from the News 4 Jack sports team. Catch Gators Breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. When using those services, please share, rate, and review the show. Go rate and review the show, guys, please. You know, it, it does a, there's a lot of good out there to, to see those reviews. Let's everybody know uh, what they're getting in Gators Breakdown. Let's Gator Nation know uh, what they're getting with the podcast. And on social media, follow Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. Also, every week, Talking with Troop, a News 4 Jacks exclusive. Former Gators tied in Ben Troop joins me once a week this season on News 4 Jacks and gives his thoughts like only he can. You know, he brings it every time Ben speaks his, speaks his mind uh, and lets us, uh, lets us all really know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what he's thinking going on uh, with the Gators. And you can catch that every week exclusively on News4Jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Kevin McGuffey, who covers the Kentucky Wildcats and college football for Last Word on Sports, joins me now here on Gators Breakdown to give us a look into the Kentucky program. Kevin, uh, take us back to a year ago. Uh, Kentucky ended the streak versus Florida uh, in the celebration and jubilation of finally getting that monkey off the back. I, I tell you what, it was the most, the, that whole night was just, you know, surreal. Not only, you know, I, I think, what made them when we talked last year, I said, you know, you asked me about the streak and I was like, it's going to happen in like the most, you know, the weirdest way when nobody expects it to happen. And that's exactly, you know, what happened. They went down into the swamp and, you know, pretty much, you know, dominated the game, you know, Terry Wilson, who I'm sure, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, his first ever SEC game, he threw for almost 300 yards, you know, Benny Snell had a huge game, you know, then, you know, Josh Allen, you know, helped dominate on the defensive end. You know, and we're just like, you know, we're, we're just sitting watching the game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're actually going to, you know, Kentucky is going to win. They're going to, you know, they're going to snap the streak. And it was just, you know, just, you know, just a, uh, a, a, you know, they didn't maybe not party like winning the NCAA championship, but still it was, you know, the most, you know, it was it was just, you know, it was just such a great thing to see, you know, thir- 31 years, um, you know, I I was there, you know, I did a, um, a post last year for Last Word about, um like I did a, you know, it was 
you know, it was kind of, it was, it was rough to do, but did like the most, you know, gut wrenching losses to Florida or something like that. And I realized I was at, you know, three of those five games, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it, it was just, you know, an incredible, an incredible night. And it, you know, it jump started the whole, you know, it helped jumpstart that whole season, you know, to where Kentucky finished, you know, best, best record in 41 years, you know, capping it off with that Citrus Bowl win over Penn State. And I think a lot of it, you know, I think a lot of it started with that Florida game. Yeah, exactly. I think so, too. And, Kevin, you know, Kentucky hasn't won back-to-back versus Florida since 76-77. So, of course, that's the that's the next benchmark uh, that, that, we're, <laughs> that we're looking at here, uh, you know, with these two teams matching up, you know. But there is some confidence uh, in Big Blue Nation, you know, given what happened last season in this game. And, you know, like you just mentioned, the entire season, you know, so far, you know, have, haven't really been tested by big-time opponents yet early in this season. But, you know, Kentucky just kind of methodically is heading, heading into this game 2-0. Yeah, now you know two, um, you know two games against teams from the Mid American Conference, you know opened up with a, a you know actually I think it's a pretty good, uh, you know pretty good Toledo team. I think that's a team you know they're picked to win you know their division in, in the MAC, and then um, you know Kentucky struggled with them in the first half before finally you know kind of waking up putting them away in the second, and then you had um, the game last week against Eastern Michigan, you know where Kentucky got off to a really hot start, and then um, and then kind of you know, lack of better terms, kind of took their foot off the gas and then kind of let Eastern Michigan, you know, climb back into it. And then, of course, then you had the injury, you know, with Terry Wilson, you know, which obviously brought things, you know, you know, obviously, you know, dampered, put a damper on the whole evening. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a big, uh, you know, I think this is, you know, starting the biggest, you know, the toughest stretch for the Cats, you know, this season, you know, you got, you know, it is at home. We have, you know, you have Florida at home, then you go, to Mississippi State, and then you go to South Carolina. That's three, uh, you know, that's that's three pretty tough games back to back to back. But you know, that's that that's life in the SEC. So, but yeah, I, I think you know the two and zero start. I think they've been able to get you know some of the younger guys. You know, Kentucky lost obviously a ton of guys last year. You know, debatably, arguably the best, one of the best offensive players in school history. And I, you know, I think the best, you know, went down as the best defensive player in school history. You know, in, in Benny Snell and Josh Allen and you know, these first two games have given, you know, some of those younger guys, uh, you know, a chance to, to, you know, kind of step up, get some, you know, get some playing time, kind of get their feet under them. Absolutely. Kevin, you, you did, did mention, you know, Terry Wilson and, and, and the injury from, from, from last week against Eastern Michigan. What did he mean to this team? You know, he, he was one of those SEC quarterbacks we were looking at, you know, and taking the next step this season and his season's over after two games. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That's, um, you know, he had um, he had, you hit the nail on the head. He had really taken a lot of steps, you know, forward this year. You could just see it. He was making better reads. He was, you know, just just getting that, you know, that see. You know, people forget. You know, even though he was a you know a sophomore, you know, last year he had never played in a you know a major college football game, you know, and basically he just you're going out as that starting quarterback in the Southeastern Conference, which you know can be a very daunting task. And you know he. You know, had some had some good numbers last year. Like I so said, this year he was off to you know a great start. He completed 63 63% of his passes um, for about 400 yards and two touchdowns. And then also, you know, he also had that threat. You know, had run for another touchdown, that threat on the ground. So, you know, he was he was really starting to come into his own, which is what the coaching staff, you know, Mark Stoops and you know offensive coordinator Eddie Grand, you know, those guys and quarterbacks coach Jaron Henshaw, they were you know they talked about all summer said you're going to see a huge improvement you know, in, in Wilson from last year to this year. And we were, you know, just starting to see it. And, you know, it was just an unfortunate, you know, unfortunate injury. He, um, 
you know, I was like a 19-yard run and got brought down for behind. It was, you know, a, basically a horse collar tackle, and it just turned, you know, just awkwardly on that knee, and then ended up with the, you know, the torn torn patellar, you know, tendon injury. And so, you know, he's, you know, will have surgery and obviously will be lost, you know, lost for the year. And, and, you know, the hope is that he can come back, you know, come back next year and, and be, you know, as good as, you know, and just show more of that improvement. Absolutely. So now it is Sawyer Smith who's going to step in to transfer from Troy. Looked pretty good last week versus Eastern Michigan, especially when you have uh, Lynn Bowden and Ahmad Wagner uh, making the catches they did. Yeah, no, um, I, I think, you know, it's kind of, you know, I talked about this on a post I had for, for last word, you know, the other day, you know, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, Sawyer Smith is basically in a similar, you know, situation as he was last year, you know, Caleb Barker was the starter, you know, for Troy, he went down, I think it was like six games into the season and then Smith came in, you know, and, and did, did really well last year, you know, he threw, you know, probably his biggest, you know, his best game was their last game, you know, when they beat Buff, uh, beat Buffalo in the Dollar General Bowl through for 320 yards and four touchdowns. Um, you know, I don't think they're, um, you know, this is what they brought him here for, you know, when he was, you know, saying he was, you know, looking for a transfer, you know, Stoops and, you know, Eddie Grant and those guys like, you know, look, you know, you can come here because, you know, other than Wilson, you know, Kentucky had no, no one on their roster at the quarterback position that ever played in the college football game. You know, you had Gunnar Hoke, who was the backup, you know, who transferred to Ohio State. And then you had Danny, Danny Clark, who was a third string quarterback you know, who also left the program. So you're left with, you know, basically you had, you know, they had two incoming freshmen and then uh, a local local kid, Walker Wood, uh, who will be, you know, now will be listed as, as the backup. But, um, you know, if you listen to what the coaches have said this week, they don't, you know, they'll be a little bit different with the, with the game plan, but I don't think they're going to do, you know, do, do a whole lot different. You know, they may, you know, may, maybe not have some of the, obviously the run plays, you know, that you, that you would do with Wilson, but I, I look for him, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this, you know, I look for him to obviously try to establish the run game, but then, as you said, you have Bowden, and then you have, you know, what's kind of become, you know, the secret weapon, and maybe not so secret weapon, kind of a cult favorite now, and Ahmad Wagner, you know, people have, I refuse to say it, but people, are, you know, around here are calling him Ahmad Wagner, because, you know, his, he's gotten five pass interference calls, you know, on the defense, you know, already this year. I'm like, okay, that's a cute nickname. But I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big target out there. That's one matchup I'm, I'm, you know, going to keep my eye on for sure uh, Saturday night. Uh, it was the run game, uh, Kevin, that killed Florida last season when they matched up with Kentucky. We know Benny Snell was gone, of course. And, you know, but it is you know, this offensive line that, you know, Kentucky's bringing to the table will be the best Florida has played in this young season. Uh, in the emergence of uh, redshirt freshman Cavassier Smoke, which is probably one of the best names in college football, uh, <laughs> by, by the way, uh, you know, to go along right. with AJ, uh, to go along with AJ Rose, you know, that, that'll provide a great test for this Gators defensive front. Oh, I agree 100. percent You know, the, the preview that I'm I'm working on to probably out tomorrow, maybe for the game. You know, I really think that the, the matchup with Kentucky's offensive line and Florida's defensive line. You know, obviously, you know the the you know, the, the coach speak. You know, the game's always won at the you know at the line of scrimmage. But I, I think that's going to be fascinating to watch because Kentucky has one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. You know, and Florida's defense. You know, they're you know year after year they're always good. But now you're you're right. Um, you know, Cavassier Smoke is kind of, um, as you said, he has one of the best, you know, the best names in football. And uh, he's really, you know, he, he's really done a lot of good things this year. You know, he had a touchdown, had another touchdown that got called back 
um, on on Saturday because of a penalty. But you know, but what if you like follow you know Twitter and you know watch things? If you watch him play, you see like you know national people that like he just looks like an SEC running back. You know, like he looks like you know a guy that you would see at like in Auburn or Florida. You know, you know, you know, going through the lineage of all the great backs, and you know, he's been really. You know, he, he, he's been really, you know, one of the bigger, not really a surprise, but he, you know, he's done, he's done better, more things than what, you know, people may have even thought. Not to take anything away from A.J. Rose, A.J. Rose has done, you know, both of them have run for about 170 yards each, I think, you know, give or take a few yards, you know, in these first two games. And then you also have another guy, Chris Rodriguez, who's more of a, you know, kind of a bruiser, like the Benny Snell, you know, the Benny Snell type, you know, he's going to run over you rather than try to run around you. Um like I said, I look for, you know, coming out early, try to establish that run game with, with Rose and Smoke. And then, you know, and then if, that, and if they can get that run game established, then look for them. You know, obviously Smith has got the arm, um, you know, look for those deep, you know, try, you know, those deep balls. Cause you know, Florida, as I'm, yeah, I don't have to tell you, you know, Florida, I guess you guys have had some issues with the secondary, especially, you know, I guess the status of what CJ Henderson's kind of up in the air for Saturday. Yeah, uh, he's doubtful. Uh, he wants to play. Uh, I don't expect him to play. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll take Mo- I'll take Mullen for his word when he says he's doubtful. So, yeah, you know, I, I do agree with you there. I think it will be uh, an early dose uh, of that Kentucky run game to, and, and, you know, trying to open up those big plays down the field, you know, based off of some play action there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that That's one of the things that, you know, that they did, that they did really well with, you know, that Wilson – you know, I was talking about him coming into his own. That was one of the things, you know, that play action, you know, and then you had that run pass option along with him. Now, like I said, I don't think you'll see Smith doing that, but, you know, he's more of that classic drop back passer. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing, you know, what happens, you know, with Bowden, you know, Bowden matching up against, you know, against, against that secondary. And like I said, also Ahmad Wagner. And then, you know, they have other, you know, a couple other guys, um, you know, Bryce Oliver and, um, Alan Daly, you know, a couple of guys, you know, younger guys, you know, that was the biggest thing. One of the biggest things coming into the season was he was going to be that number two receiver behind Bowden, you know, and right now, you know, a lot of Wagner's kind of become that guy. And then I also wouldn't put it out of the realm to see, you know, Bowden, you know, maybe possibly line up Bowden in the Wildcat, you know, and maybe run some plays too. Cause you know, he was, you know, a high school, you know, he was quarterback in high school and uh, he actually, you know, completed uh they line they did that on Saturday night, you know, with Wilson lined up at a receiver, you know, Bowden threw it's like thirty two yard, you know, pass completion. So, you know, you always have that out there too. You know, Kentucky's always loved uh, you know, Kentucky's always loved the Wildcat and um, you know, with Benny Snell and, you know, Boom Williams before that, you know, you can go on and on, you know, even going back to the days of Randall Cobb. So it wouldn't surprise me just as a you know, as a, a change of pace to see Bowden line up, you know, at quarterback some too. And on the other side of the ball, Kevin, I, I think Florida will try and take advantage of this rebuilt Kentucky secondary you know, and see what Felipe Franks can do with those go against those Kentucky defensive backs. Yeah, no, I, I that that's that that's the biggest the, the biggest key on that on that side of the ball. You know, so far the the, the um, you know Kentucky's you know rebuilt secondary has done pretty well. Obviously, it's against you know lesser competition. Um, you know, then you're going to be facing you know against you know Florida. Like I said, I've been really impressed you know, with Franks, you know, so far this year, you know, I thought he played, I thought he played pretty well in the Miami game. And then, you know, the game last week, you know, he was almost, you know, almost perfect. I think he was like, what, 25 out of 27 or something, Yep. Um, you know, through the, through the air. And then Kentucky, as far as the secondary, Kentucky caught a break 
on this past weekend, Yusuf Corker, who's their uh, starting free safety, you know, was originally um, um, penalized for a targeting, a targeting foul, which meant, you know, he would miss the first half of the game Saturday, but then they went back and looked at it, the replay and, um, you know, they, they said, no, it wasn't targeting. So, you know, Kentucky caught a break there because he's, you know, as even as a sophomore, he's one of Kentucky's most experienced guys. You know, if you look at their depth chart, they, you know, they start everyone except Jordan Griffin, who's the starting, you know, strong safety, you know, replacing, you know, Mike Edwards there. Um, you know, all of them are freshmen or sophomores, you know, red shirt freshmen or sophomore, you know, Tyrell Agee and Cedric Dort, um, you know, are sophomores. And then another guy, MJ Devonshire, who's one of their highly tied, um, touted recruits they got out of Pennsylvania, you know, is another guy who you're going to see a lot, I think, the corner position. But, you know, so so far they, they've done well. But, you know, I stepping up, you know, with Franks and, you know, the Florida receivers and um, I, I know Tony, I guess, is out for for this game. Um, but, but still, it, it's going to be a big, you know, big step up in competition. And that's going to be very, you know, very interesting to see what happens. And then the, the flip side of that is, you know, I think, you know, Kentucky's strongest suit is on the front line. And they're going to hope, you know, kind of like Josh Allen did last year. Obviously, we're not, you know, you know, DeAndre Square, it's a weak side linebacker. It's kind of been a breakout player so far this year. Um, I think, you know, they're going to try to, you know, maybe do some blitzes, some, you know, some different kind of, you know, different kind of looks to try to get pressure, to get pressure on Franks. Because like I said, the defensive, the defensive front, you know, front three is probably Kentucky's strongest suit on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we just talked about, you know, what, what we kind of think Florida will do and come out maybe and establish the passing game first. But you know, part of that's because Florida can't get the run game going in, in the first two games. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of, you know, Felipe Frank's experience will be dependent on that Florida being able to block, you know, this experienced Kentucky front seven, you know, led by seniors, you know, linebacker Cash Daniel, defensive lineman Calvin Taylor, T.J. Carter. We just, you know, you just brought out the youth of the secondary, but up front, you know, not only are those guys good, they have a, they're bringing a lot, a lot of experience. So, you know, this Florida run game is still probably going to have its work cut out for them to the, for the third straight game. Yeah, I agree. And then um, you throw in uh, Phil Hoskins, who. Um, you know, another guy who played a lot last year missed the first two games because of some academic issues. You know, he's, you know, the, the depth chart, he's listed behind, you know, Calvin Taylor right now, but he's a guy who's played a lot. And, um, you know, back in the summer was even getting a little bit of, you know, NFL, you know, NFL draft buzz, like possibly a lower, you know, a lower round, you know, maybe draft pick. So, you know, they have like eight, you know, six to eight guys that they're going to run in and out, um, probably, you know, rotate in and out, which is going to be, which I think is going to be going to be huge because it's going to be, you know, I, I think you guys will feel right at home on Saturday because it's going to be hot and heat. You know, it was 100 degrees here, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, on September 10th, and it's going to be, you know, pushing, you know, 90, you know, 90s um, on Saturday with, you know, with a lot of humidity. So it's probably going to feel like, you know, Gainesville weather for the game on Saturday. All right, Kevin McGuffey from Last Word on Sports covering the Kentucky Wildcats there. Kevin, you don't have to give a prediction if you don't want to, but you got any uh, uh, final thoughts on this game as we head into uh, Saturday night? Well, my my prediction, you know, you and I were talking before we got started. You know, I I, I didn't pick Kentucky to win, you know, last year, and they and they won. So, um, I you know, I, before the season, I I did a predictions blog and I picked I, I picked Florida to win this game, and I think I, I still maybe a, I was like maybe a three point game. I'm going to say Florida by touchdown. I'm going to say like twenty four seventeen. Um, and then obviously for any Kentucky fans listening to this, I hope I'm wrong, but, um, 
I just don't, you know, you know, Sawyer, you know, Sawyer Smith kind of, you know, we've seen what he can do, but, you know, it's, as we said, it's a big, you know, step up between like the Sun Belt or the Mac, you know, playing against Mac teams and then, you know, playing against that Florida defense. So if, if he comes in and they don't miss a beat, I, Kentucky can absolutely win this game. But like I said, I'm going, I'm going to say 24-17 Florida. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll hope, you know, for all our true blue fans and the big blue nation, we'll hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Kevin, one thing we know for sure, you know, lately when these two teams have matched up, it, there's it's been some crazy moments in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You you think about, gosh, what was it? Three years ago, you know, the uh, the triple overtime game with the yeah. you know disputed delay of game. Uh, we won't get into that. And then you know, two years ago, everybody thought that was going to be the year, you know, that Kentucky was finally going to snap the streak. And you know, it didn't. It would turn into a defensive game. It was like fourteen to nine or something. And then, like you 14, know, nine, 14, yeah, and, and then the, um, that game where Kentucky didn't cover receivers. Right, yeah, and then, yes, then last year. Yeah, two years ago, we don't like to talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where we, where we, the, the come from the come from ahead loss with uh, was the 28, 27-14, yeah, and, and you, know, you guys got two touchdowns off of uncovered receivers. It's just, you know, it was the most, it was, that was probably the epitome, what, what people like to call, you know, you like to say we turned the Kentucky's turned the corner. That was like the epitome of the old Kentucky football. You know, find a way. You know, if there's a way to lose a game, that you know they're going to do it. But it, you know, you said, and it's, but it's gotten. You know, you can see the recruiting. You can see, you know, things have gotten significantly better. You know, every year under Stoops, you know, he, they've improved. They've either equaled or improved their win totals. Now I don't know if they're going to win. You know, ten games this year, but, um, but yeah, like I said, it, it it seems to be the last five years something. You know, something weird, something crazy, you know, has happened in just about every game. So you can only, we can only wait and see what happens on Saturday night. All right. Kevin, before I let you go, uh, let our listeners know uh, uh, what kind of coverage they can get at Last Word on Sports. Yeah. Well, here's, uh, like I said, we have, you know, Last Word on Sports. And you know, our, our group is Last Word on College Football. Um, like I said, I, I write about Kentucky. Um, we have probably 25 to 30 different, um, Writers now, the place is just, you know, growing by leaps and bounds. Um, we cover a lot of the teams in the SEC. Uh, there's, you know, Oklahoma, UCLA. we got a writer uh, for Ohio State now. Um, I think Penn State. Uh, you know, basically, you know, you, you can go lastwordoncollegefootball.com or, you know, call them lastwordoncfb on Twitter. And, uh, you know, you see, you know, basically previews of, like, all the games going on this weekend and then recaps and then, um, we do a weekly um, we do a weekly Heisman Heisman poll that I think just came out today, and then I've been working on um, I did one before the season. I'll probably do one. I haven't decided if I'm gonna do week three or week four, but do like a bowl projections um, saying you know uh, spoiler alert I had you guys playing in the Orange Bowl before the season, so All right. um, we'll see how uh, you know we'll see. I haven't seen anything to change to change that now, so. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember who you were playing, but I had you guys playing in in, in the Orange Bowl. So, um, you know, like I said, there's a lot a lot of great content. You know, we have like I said, we have a writer that covers Florida. Um, you know, come on, you know, you know, check out the website, check them out on Twitter, uh, give them a follow. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff there. All right, that's Kevin McGuffey from Last Word on Sports, Last Word on College Football, talking Kentucky with us. Kevin, thank you very much. Well, uh, thank you, David, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It's always great to, to come on and talk with you. I know some of you out there like to bet on football, and my bookie is the place to bet on football every week. 
Whether you want to make a national bet or wager on this weekend's games, MyBookie has you covered. You guys know I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's proven. That's why MyBookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. Have some fun with betting this year. MyBookie lets you bet on which college coaches will get fired, who will make the college football playoff, or win the Heisman Trophy. You can even bet on halftime lines, live odds, and if by the second quarter, uh, if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Also, my bookie allows you to bet on FBS versus FCS games. Right now, double your first deposit up to $1000 at my bookie. Use promo code Gators to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today at mybookie.ag. That's m y b o o k i e.ag. Don't forget to use the promo code GATERS when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid at my bookie. So let's take a look at uh, what Kentucky was able to do last week versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, before we look uh, at this game even more, Kentucky had a had a comfortable win. Uh, it could have been a, a little more if you listen to what Kevin said uh, there in the preview. Uh, junior running back A.J. Rose. He coughed up the football on the goal line, keeping the Wildcats from jumping out to a 21-0 lead. Wildcats did force a turnover uh, on the following possession and, and not through a field goal after that. But, you know, so it wasn't a horrible result after that. But, you know, after an interception by Cash Daniel, uh, Kentucky hurt itself again with a holding call on, on Logan Stenberg. And Cavassier Smoke would have had his second touchdown run of the night if not for that holding call. Uh, wide receivers dropped some uh, dropped some passes. Lynn Bowden uh, had a long kickoff return, wiped off the board because of a hold. Uh, so you know, despite a 21 uh, point lead, it seemed like Kentucky coasted a little bit uh, after the first quarter. It wasn't all bad uh, for Kentucky. Kentucky had two scoring drives of 90 yards or more, uh, and also pretty good on third down, converting nine of its 14 attempts. A.J. Rose led the team in carries with 17 rushes for 82 yards for the second straight game. But, uh, you know, it's Smoke who's making a a strong case of becoming the primary back. uh, Busted loose for a 32-yard touchdown in the first quarter, uh, showing elusiveness to finish the run. Averaged 8.4 yards per carry in the game. Uh, Finished the game with 11 carries for 92 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Something of note there is offensive coordinator Eddie Grant went to Smoke late in the game. Um, he's the only running back at this point of the season not to fumble for Kentucky. Uh, freshman Chris Rodriguez fumbled twice in the season opener. Didn't uh, didn't get a carry against Eastern Michigan. Defensively, uh, Kentucky held Eastern Michigan to 49 rushing yards. So Florida's going to have the work cut out for him there. Uh, Eastern Michigan only attempted 22 rushes compared to 53 passes. Uh, Eagles quarterback Mike Glass finished 34-53 uh, with two touchdowns and. 337 yards for Eastern Michigan. Uh, they did have some success throwing the ball in the first half, but Kentucky still forced two turnovers and completely dominated the first half. Yeah, you know, guys. So uh, Kentucky, they look they, they look a little bit different from the team that broke the streak in the swamp last season. Uh, we knew Kentucky was going to lose Josh Allen, Benny Snell, Lonnie Johnson, Mike Edwards. Uh, Derek Beatty, Darius West, C.J. Conrad, Butchie Stallings, uh, Jordan Jones, and more from last year's 10-3 uh, Citrus Bowl team. Uh, we didn't know they'd be losing Terry Wilson, too, a week before uh, the Florida game. So Kentucky will be starting a new quarterback after Terry Wilson goes down. 
I mentioned this the last episode, but here's a refresher for Sawyer Smith, uh, who was inserted into the game this past Saturday versus Eastern Michigan. His first pass as a Wildcat, Smith threw a jump ball down the sideline to, to big wideout Ahmad Wagner. He came down with it and then raced 54 yards for a touchdown. And then on his final pass of the night, Smith found Lynn Bowden in the corner of the end zone for a two-yard touchdown uh, that he had to go up and get. Uh, it was a nice throw and catch, uh, only where her, only where uh, Bowden could get it. You know that provided a final 38 to 17 margin over Eastern Michigan. Uh, Smith finished five of nine passing for 76 yards and two touchdowns in his debut. After him playing in this game and along with Terry Wilson, Kentucky has yet to throw an interception in the first two games. So, a little bit more on Smith. I mentioned this in the last episode, too, but a refresher just in case you missed it. Uh, Filled in last season for Troy as a starter with Caleb Barker, who was lost for the year to a knee injury. Uh, Smith came in the sixth game of of last season. He went 5-2 as a starter, completed 144 of 229 passes for 1,669 yards and 14 touchdowns while also rushing for 191 yards and a score. So got got some ability to run, but not really going to be counted on to do it. Uh, completed 18 of 22 attempts for 317 yards and a touchdown in a 26-16 win over Louisiana Lafayette. Completed 21 of 28 passes for 287 yards and a touchdown uh, in the Trojans' 35-21 victory over Georgia Southern, who won 10 games last year. So one of the better teams uh, on the schedule for Troy last year. He still went 21 of 28 for 287 yards. Also, he was named most valuable player for the Dollar General Bowl after leading Troy to a 42-32 win over Buffalo, where he completed 31 of 44 passes and 320 yards with four touchdowns. He uh, appeared in six games as a freshman for Troy in 2016 before redshirting the 2017 season. So he's got got some experience at Tate High School uh, down in Florida, so where he went to high school. Um, Two-time Pensacola News Journal All-Area Pick. All state as a senior, combined for 5,627 yards, 47 touchdowns in his final two seasons. So uh, some good stats there uh, as he finished his high school career. Uh, as a senior, he was rated as the number 21 dual threat quarterback in the country by 24-7 uh, and committed to UCF before flipping to Troy. So a little more a little more information there uh, on Smith, who's going to be uh, making his first start of the season. And let's break down this matchup a little bit here. You have to thank Kentucky. We'll try and protect uh, quarterback Sawyer Smith uh, a bit with uh, in, in, with AJ Rose. Uh, he thought to be the number one back, but you know you got to. I think Kentucky's gonna gonna try and protect him with this uh, run game. Uh, it's Ben Redshirt freshman Cavassier Smoke, who's been somewhat of a surprise for Kentucky uh, this year. While he only has 18 carries, he's making the most of it so far with those 18 carries for 170 yards. A 9.44 average with two touchdowns. So he's averaging almost 10 yards a carry every time he touches the ball. Almost a first down every time he touches the ball. So so Florida would need to watch the big playability there by making sure they tackle better than, than they did versus Miami. Uh, this game reminds me a little bit uh, of the Miami game in that I think the opponent would try and protect the quarterback uh, and fundamentals will be the difference uh, in, in this game. Kentucky's offensive line is much better than Miami's. But they haven't faced they haven't faced a pass rush like Florida's. Uh, Kentucky's offensive line has graded well in its games versus Toledo, Eastern Michigan. Only gave up three sacks in the first two games. 
Uh, and the Wildcats receive uh, Pro Football Focus' third highest pass blocking grade in week one and was recognized as one of the top units in college football in week two. Offensive tackle Landon Young, who missed last year's Florida game uh, due to a torn ACL, was named SDC Lineman of the Week in Kentucky's win over Eastern Michigan last week. He and Luke Fortner and, and Logan Stenberg were named to Pro Football Focus SEC Offensive Team of the Week. Uh, their offensive line has been responsible for four total pressures given up to its opponent so far. So only four quarterback pressures as well uh, given up there. And Cole Kublik, um, you know, very highly regarded analyst out there, especially for offensive line. Uh, him from the SEC Network has this Kentucky offensive line as the SEC's best last week. So, you know, I do think I do think Florida is better and the more talented team uh, can really dictate the game with the defensive front, but that starts with tackling Smoke and Rose. I, I don't think Kentucky will march down the field a whole lot, so it's important you know, not to set them up in, in good field position with turnovers from the offense and make it easier on their offense. I think they, they can hit some big runs, so Florida's tackling – Really, really important. Going back to that Miami game, you can't can't give up. You know, they they stayed in that game because of some of the the lack of tackling and the big runs the running backs got. You know, in, in helping their in helping Jaron Williams. So I think the same could happen here for Smith if Florida uh, doesn't tackle well. Matchup to the matchup to watch on the outside is uh, you know which cornerback defensive back covers Kentucky senior wide receiver Ahmad Wagner. You heard him there in, in the preview with with Kevin, but six five. 234-pound wide receiver, uh, second on the team, moving only six catches, but for 128 yards, a 21.3-yard average per catch. And who's going to cover him? Uh, because you know, Lynn Bowden uh, is the most versatile of the Kentucky wide receivers, but you know, I think you need experience to play with the big-bodied uh, Wagner. You, Kevin mentioned that you know he has five pass interference calls uh, called uh, on him, uh, you know, defenders guarding him that have been called for five pass interference calls this year. So yeah, I think you may see Marco Wilson on the on the big bodied uh, Wagner just a little bit more just because uh, I think you know, with the I think you need the experience going up against a big receiver like that. Uh, they'll switch it up, uh, but I do think uh, I, I tried the athleticism of of one of the freshmen, Kyrie Elam, Chester Kimbrough, with C.J. Henderson out, Jadon Hill, you know, early on uh, against Bowden, and, and see how that goes, and see you know where Florida's at, uh, just trying it that way first. On offense, uh, just like Will Miles and I mentioned on the last episode, this game will be on uh, Felipe Franks uh, on the offensive side. Uh, and of course, you can say that about the uh, about the quarterback position every game. But until we see this run game improve for the Gators, the offensive success comes through Felipe Franks, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing right now. Uh, this game is going to go a long way for the reputation of, uh, of Felipe Franks. Uh, you know, it really is time for him to lead a charge, uh, lead one early, and put pressure on Kentucky. And I know that was the type of game plan I wanted to see versus Miami. And this is another opportunity to 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 get an inexperienced quarterback uh, with some pressure on him. You know, with Smith, you know, he lacks experience with Kentucky, and and this is his first start there. So, you know, with Kentucky's secondary being rebuilt for this season, he only gave up 166 yards passing uh, in Game One versus Toledo, but Eastern Michigan was able to throw for 337 yards last week. So this is a chance for Franks to really put together a performance that can carry this team, maybe even open up the run game if you get on them early, uh, and that helps the defense as well. As I think Smith will have trouble fighting from behind there. So 
This Kentucky defense, you know, while experienced, you know, they still lost seven starters uh, and four of the top five tacklers from last year's team. But, you know, still a lot of experience up front, led by seniors, uh, linebacker Cash Daniel, defensive lineman Calvin Taylor, T.J. Carter. And this defense is a lot like Miami, where the experience is up front, uh, but young on the back end. So Florida, you know, Florida needs, just needs to take care of the ball. I really think they do that. If they do that, they'll be okay. And uh, uh, predicting here a, a 30-17 Gators win, uh, play smart, limit turnovers, Maybe even create some as Florida's defense has only forced one turnover uh, in the first two games. That Kyrie Elam interception last week, the uh, other turnover was the uh, fumble punt by Jeff Thomas from Miami. So the defense has only caused one turnover uh, in, in two games. You know, plenty of chances to recover fumbles, uh, but didn't do it. So, you know, and tackle, of course. I don't think I can mention enough how important it is. You go back to last year's Kentucky game, go to the Miami game, first game of the season this year, tackling was an issue. If Florida gets that fixed, I think they will feel pretty good about that 30-17 to 17 victory I'm predicting here for the Gators. You know, I, I, and I don't want to make this game sound as easy as that, you know, as the you just do the basics and you win, and not every game will be like that. But I think this one really does boil down uh, to those simple points. So, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. Great preview there from, from Kevin uh, talking about the Kentucky Wildcats. Be on the lookout. For the latest edition of Talking with Troop, that's exclusive on news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. I'll be sharing it on the social media channels, uh, of course. And uh, everybody, just thanks for listening uh, to this episode. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.